With more digital shopping, is there more danger for debt? Welcome back to Textination. I'm Fred Fishkin. We're happy to have with us Brian Walsh, Manager of Financial Planning with SoFi. Thanks for taking the time, Brian. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Well, retailers are looking forward to increased sales this holiday season, especially, I think, through e-commerce. Lots of, lots of people may be buying earlier even, I think, because of the supply constraints everyone's hearing about, got everyone jittery about all that. So tell us, set up the scenario for us of what's going on. Yeah, I think what we're seeing as we work one-on-one -on -one with members is that, number one, there's we're anticipating a higher level of spending this holiday season. And I think a lot of that has to do with uh, people felt like they kind of missed out last year, uh, not being able to do things related to the holidays. Uh, and then with that, we're seeing uh, most of that spending being online, uh, really with the pandemic accelerating the shift to a more digital world anyways. Uh, so we're expecting substantial growth in online shopping compared to prior years uh, as we work with our members. So I guess the, the question is, what's the problem? What are, what are the what are we cautioning people about? Yeah, I guess, you know, at a high level, when you think about the convenience that comes with shopping online, that's amazing. I absolutely love going online and, you know, swipe to buy. It makes my life simple. But that convenience can also lead to overspending if you're not careful in how you stay on top of your finances, what method you choose to pay with even has a, an impact. So I think it's about putting a system in place so you can take advantage of that convenience while still making sure your finances are in a good spot come January 1st. So step us through what a system might look like. Yeah, I think, you know, first and foremost, when it comes to shopping online, uh, people want to take advantage of deals uh, early, as you mentioned, with the supply chain crunches. But at the same time, sometimes a waiting period might be extremely beneficial for people to prevent impulse purchases, for example. Uh, I know I got into a little bit of trouble with a, a certain online retailer during the pandemic. And my wife was like, okay, you're waiting 48 hours before you buy anything and no more swipe to buy. And this little system like that can just prevent you from those impulse purchases that we're all kind of prone to making as, as online consumers. And the, the retailers the, uh, online are doing their best to, to encourage us to jump in earlier and earlier with the, the Black Friday sales starting, I think, in October. <laughs> I don't know when they began. Yeah, yeah, I think it, it's kind of a, a game back and forth, I guess, if you think of it that way, where retail, retailers want to incentivize people to shop and take advantage of deals and do it as quickly as possible. Um, but that's where the balancing act comes in with people staying on top of their finances. One question that, that I have, I guess, personally would be, you know, if I see a, something that looks like a, a good deal now being encouraged to buy, I'm wondering, well, is it going to be even better come Black Friday? Should I wait? It can be a real dilemma. Yeah, and I think that's that's the tricky aspect, which is why we typically start working with people pretty early on, uh, planning ahead for the holidays. Because I think if people can take a step back in October, November, where we're at now, um, and say, okay, here's how much money I have to spend for the holidays. Here's who I need to buy gifts for then they could start making those purchases along the way while they kind of stick within that overall plan instead of just kind of going out on a whim and just, you know, buying things as, as, as you see them. And when it comes to buying online, I suppose not all credit cards are the same uh, when, you, when you're deciding how you're going to pay. What, what advice do you have? 
Yeah, I think it's really important, uh, especially now, to think about whether or not the credit card you're using is the best one for your situation. Uh, we saw a lot of people reevaluate their credit card choices because a lot of times it comes down to rewards points or cash back. And quite frankly, how people were spending, let's say two years ago, is really different than how they're spending now. So they may wanna make sure their credit card is the best fit for them. Uh, a lot of times now we're seeing like a flat cash back type of program uh, makes more sense to maximize people's rewards rather than before people used to focus on maybe travel cards or, or something like that um, to maximize their rewards. What about security and the online security of doing all of our shopping online today? What, what advice do you have? Yeah, I think that's something that's always in the back of people's minds. I know me personally, um, I've had issues with that in the past. So what we're seeing more and more now is people using a digital wallet um, to kind of add an extra layer of security. Um, so that way, rather than 20 different retailers having their credit card information stored and things like that, uh, they could reduce that a little bit through a digital wallet uh, is probably one, one place. And then the other place that we're seeing is encouraging people to stay on top of their finances, um, following their spending in a personal financial management tool, getting alerts to spending. And then that way, you know, if you're on top of your spending, you can see problems much sooner than if you just check your statement once a month. Any thoughts about all the subscriptions that people have been adding uh, to their, to their uh, entertainment and, and other activities? Or over the pandemic and, and beyond here? You know, it, it's funny you bring that up because my wife and I, we just, we debated this the other night because I, I kind of, I got too many subscriptions during the pandemic. Um, and I think that tends to be one of the areas in which is low hanging fruit for people that want to cut their expenses. Um, we'll just go through and say, hey, do you really need to have, you know, Hulu, Netflix, Prime, Disney Plus, all these things, or can you make do with maybe one or two of those and cut your expenses in half because, you know, saving 10, 20 bucks a month may not seem like a huge deal, but if you multiply that out over the course of the year, it can actually have a pretty good, big impact on your finances. Is there a place we can go to for more information? Yeah, so you can go to SoFi.com or download the SoFi app and explore different resources. I think one especially prevalent this time of year is SoFi Relay where you can track your expenses or even the credit card with the 2%. The uh, unlimited cash back. And again, it's S-O-F-I for people who are listening. Ryan Walsh, thank you so much for taking the time with us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Now this. It takes a lot of listening to build a better radio. And that's just what the folks at Sea Crane have done. Bob Crane and his crew, nestled among the rivers and tallest trees in the world in Fortuna, California, have made a habit of listening to their customers. And that's just what they've done in building the CC Skywave SSB, the Swiss Army knife of portable radios. For everyday listening to AM or FM in the yard or patio or on the nightstand, without having to drain a mobile phone battery, it's a great companion. But it is also a companion equipped for NOAA weather information and alerts that can be life-saving. You can listen to FEMA and Coast Guard transmissions, too. Beyond all of that, you can tune into shortwave signals from around the world. It's compact, easy to take with you, and built to last. The CC SkyWave SSB. Click on the link at textonation.com.